Hi, this is Dr. Homer Lim and you're listening to your Holistic Health Podcast. Today we'll be talking about hormones as well as andropause and uh, menopause. Okay, so uh, you know a lot of people have been uh, asking me or consulting in regards to their problems. Okay, so a lot of people, especially women, Okay? When they reach a certain age, some of them in their early 40s, some of them up to the early 50s would develop some form of hormonal imbalance, which is signified by the loss of their menstruation. So that's what we call menopause, right? So you know, that's a big problem, especially for women, right? Because when they start having menopause, right, usually they would develop some form of heat, you know, hot flashes. Okay, some of them would become irritable. Some of them feel depressed. Some of them would even say they actually become crazy, right? So because this, this, this the reason for this is because the sudden withdrawal of their hormones, their female hormones, specifically their uh, estradiol or estrogen, as well as progesterone. So as we age, especially among women. Okay, but this doesn't only, uh, it's not exclusive to women. No? Men also develop what we call andropause, which is lack of testosterone. Okay, so let's get back men later. We'll, we'll. I think that's it's a bigger problem among women, especially when they have, you know, problems with their hormones. Okay, this is a very, uh, how to say, sometimes it's embarrassing for women to talk about their, uh, you know, their hormonal imbalance because. They feel that, you know, because I'm old, so they are kind of shy or they're embarrassed to talk about what they feel when they are in their uh, menopausal years. Okay, so the reason for this is as we age, okay, especially women, as as they age, you know, the amount of hormones that they would produce will uh, slowly uh, decrease, right? Especially their estradiol or estrogen and progesterone. So the balance or the cycle of having high estrogen, then low estrogen, high progesterone, low progesterone would actually diminish, okay? In such time wherein there would be a time or an age wherein literally they will not be able to produce any more uh, estradiol and progesterone, okay? So, you know, a lot of women, you know, and doctors also, um, they're afraid of, uh, you know, giving... Uh, what we call uh, hormones, right? Because, uh, you know, the thinking premise is if you do, let's say you're on menopause or you're having difficulty sleeping, you're having hot flashes, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're irritable, you know, nobody seems to be able to understand you. So the reason for this is because the, the sudden withdrawal of the hormones, right? So... The, the problem with this is uh, because of this, uh, you know, symptoms, they don't know what to do, right? So some of them, you know, literally, the word is some women actually literally, I feel I'm, like I'm going crazy. You know, and you cannot blame them because the sudden withdrawal of these moments is really hard for them, right? So what should we do? I mean, for, you know, in the medical community, what are we doing? with regards to uh, issues wherein women are in menopause, right? So a lot of, you know, doctors uh, are, are very wary or they don't want to give hormones, especially if you're already in your menopausal years, because in their mind, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen you know, you've seen doctors already. Uh, some doctors are you know not so keen on giving hormones because of the association of giving hormones and uh, cancer, right? But there are what we call the synthetic hormones and the what we call bio identical uh, bioidentical hormones and the synthetic hormones. Okay, so the earlier studies that came out, they were using what we call synthetic or in fact, they get it from it's called conjugated equine estrogen, which is actually uh, derived from horses. So these are what we call synthetic because you know that's not normal. It's a horse hormone, not a human hormone. So now uh, there are newer studies now coming out wherein actually bioidentical hormones, specifically estradiol and progesterone, actually improves not only improves the quality of life of women, actually protects them from diseases. Okay, so what are the some of the diseases associated with menopause? The number one is, I'm sure everybody knows, is uh, osteoporosis, right? But aside from osteoporosis, the more the more important issues aside from osteoporosis because osteoporosis takes time. So you will develop osteoporotic uh, fractures if you fall. Usually, when you're in your sixties, right, in your early uh, late fifties, you may develop. Uh, osteoporotic fractures if you let's say you fall. However, the more impressive, the more pressing issue when you do develop, uh, when you are in menopause is the higher chance or the higher probability of having a stroke or heart attack. Okay? Uh, so, a lot of people might not know this because your estradiol, okay, your female hormone estrogen or estradiol actually is protective protection from having a stroke or heart attack. That's why you might see you know, women in their early 50s, right? Mid-50s, they would suddenly develop a heart attack or a stroke. That's because of the sudden withdrawal of estrogen. Okay, so actually bioidentical hormones or bioidentical estrogen given in the right manner and in the right dose can prevent early uh, risk of heart attacks and strokes. Okay, so aside from osteoporosis and heart attacks, women also might develop, okay, they would have a higher chance of developing what we call dementia, okay? So, also, estrogen also is part of this um, protection, wherein estradiol actually protects women from developing uh, osteoporosis, heart disease, and or dementia, okay? So, but of course, the most important thing is you have to balance on the same time cycle. You cannot just take, you know, estrogen for the rest of your life. There has to be some form of balance. So you have to balance it with progesterone. So similar to estradiol, okay, progesterone is also uh, protective in women. Okay, actually, a progesterone protects you from developing late diagnosis of uh, breast and uterine cancers. Okay, so a lot of people don't know that, you know, and. Uh, but it's true, you know, they found out that women on progesterone, whether they are in the early or late stages of their uh, cancer diagnosis, whether it's breast or ovarian, uterine, are actually at, uh, have a better prognosis, okay? So it means that they live longer, okay, because of their uh, progesterone. But again, you have to understand, you have to be uh, prescribed properly. It has to be done in a, in, in a proper manner. You just cannot just take progesterone and think that everything will be okay you have to cite estrogen and progesterone properly okay so so these are some of the things that we have to uh, to consider when we are you know in your menopausal years okay so 
you know, right now, uh, I could see, I would see a lot of women, they're doing what we call their BHRT or bioidentical hormone. Uh, it's just because they want to look younger, okay? But I think the more important thing is, aside from looking younger, it's really the protection from heart disease, uh, stroke, fractures, okay? Women, okay? Women, when they develop fractures, whether it's from the hip, okay, or the uh, femur or their long leg, okay? Their, their 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 lifespan becomes shorter. Okay, so it's really for me, given properly, bioidentical hormones really have uh, improved uh, a woman's quality of life. So it's not just about being beautiful or staying long younger. It's really about you know protecting your heart, protecting your brain, and protecting your bones. Okay, so that's for for women. Okay, now for men. A lot of people might not realize it, you know, when some men, especially in their late 50s, you know, early 60s, they start developing not loss of hair, okay? Actually, loss of hair is a sign of high testosterone, okay? But those who have low testosterone, men who have low testosterone, actually starts having uh, some signs of depression. Some of them would have irritable, they become irritable, they become moody. Okay, so even men would develop uh, what we call andropause. That's because of the lack of uh, testosterone. So, so also uh, again, uh, you know, a lot of doctors are are very afraid of giving uh, testosterone to men who really needs it. Okay, so because again, the fear of having uh, prostate cancer. Because in there've been studies showing testosterone might increase the chances of prostate cancer. Okay, but actually, it's the opposite. The, the lack of testosterone actually uh, is, a, is is can be a sign of a uh, prostate cancer could be a sign of a low testosterone. It's rather rather than testosterone. It's actually in men who are in andropause, especially if they are you know fat. They have big fat bellies, right? They're actually producing a lot of what we call estrogen. Okay, so even men produce estrogen. So if you see men. With big bellies, they're very fat, okay? They not, are not only producing testosterone, actually they are also producing what we call the estradiol or estrogen, okay? So actually they found out men with higher estradiol are actually the ones that are higher risk for prostate cancer, okay? Not testosterone, okay? So I think this, uh, this, uh, this is a misconception among people and among doctors with regards to testosterone therapy in men, okay? So, testosterone, you know, because people might say, oh, you're on testosterone maybe because you just want to be feeling macho, okay? But actually, that's not true. Same as in women, the lack of testosterone actually can make the men, okay, become uh, at higher risk of developing dementia, okay? So, that's why it's testosterone, just like in women, Okay, which is the estradiol in men, testosterone is very, very important. So you have to understand that uh, even though, uh, you know, you might develop some signs of uh, hormonal uh, deficiency, okay, not an imbalance anymore because literally it's a deficiency, you know, you can mitigate or you can balance it out. You can either take uh, herbs that might uh, balance out or improve your uh, hormone function or you might actually... Uh, need some uh, bioidentical hormones. But of course, uh, prior to doing hormones, of course, uh, you need to do some um, blood tests, some scan, 
some x-ray just to make sure that everything is okay nothing uh, major is a uh, major issue that will might come up right so again in men uh, if if it's really uh, a big issue with regards to becoming irritable you know they always fight with their wives right so it could be a sign of um, testosterone deficiency okay Now I will read some questions from our listeners and answer them in this segment. If you have myoma, okay, so the, actually for myoma, the issue with myoma is because you have higher amounts of, there's an imbalance of your estrogen and progesterone, okay? So if you have myomas, you have endometrial cyst, ovarian cyst, breast cyst, that could be an overproduction of estradiol or estrogen so that's what we call estrogen dominance okay so how do you handle myoma uh, then you have to make sure that your uh, you you block the production of uh, uh, production of uh, estradiol or you increase their uh, progesterone uh, synthesis okay so you can do that by giving uh, certain herbs not necessarily giving uh, hormones no but uh, so usually myoma, whether it's myoma, endometrial, ovarian cysts, breast cysts, this is a, a dominance of estrogen. Okay, so the way to deal with this is to balance, increase your progesterone or uh, decrease your estrogen uh, secretion. Okay, is it true during menopause you will your, the myoma will become will shrink? Yes, actually, again because of the lack of estradiol already, your myomas, your breast cysts, your ovarian cysts, your endometrial cysts will all shrink, right? Also with women, you know, when you women in menopause, they actually start uh, losing their height, right? They, they become smaller and smaller, shorter and shorter. That's because, uh, you know, their bones uh, start losing calcium, right? So when you lose calcium, uh, your bones become smaller and shorter. So actually, uh, women will develop some form of, uh, you know, their height becomes shorter, around one to two inches, okay? So, uh, that's also one issue with uh, menopause. You 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 will have, you will have a loss of calcium in the bones. Therefore, you will start having uh, loss of height. Then you have to wear higher heels, right? So um, so there. Uh, just an example of foods that are in very good in blocking estradiol would be those that are uh, what we call um, the brassica family family, which is your Broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, these are rich in what we call uh, dim, right? So these can actually block estrogen from acting in, in its uh, in the breast, in the ovaries, in the uh, endometrium. So these are some foods that may actually block uh, estradiol in the end, what we call end organs, okay? So now in men, how to increase testosterone? There are actually a lot of herbs. Uh, I'm sure some of the men are very much aware of this. Uh, we have what we call the maca. We have what we call the ashwagandha. We have the ginseng. These are what we call uh, testosterone, uh, increases testosterone production. Okay, so, but uh, in some men wherein their testosterone is severely deficient, uh, you know, they might need some, uh, some, natural testosterone therapy of course if you do want to take testosterone estrogen progesterone or what you call bioidentical hormones we have to make sure uh, that you seek the right doctor that you won't be uh, 
harm because some of the if you give too much of these hormones they become a harm also right so uh miss if you're 70 is there some way of course if she, she said if you're 70 is there some way to uh protection to do to protect yourself from osteoporosis or some form of cancer strokes and dementia but definitely uh if um again uh, if, if you're afraid of taking hormones okay uh, we can still give you some uh, what we call uh, herbs okay or supplements that actually blocks estrogen from uh, acting on the uh, on the what we call on the end organs or the lack of estradiol so we want to increase estradiol actually in women it's harder to increase their estradiols because the uh, you know the organs that produce the estradiol or the estrogen actually has what we call atrophy so but there are ways to, to protect your bones. You can take some vitamin, high dose vitamin D, some magnesium, okay? Uh, you can eat what we call yams. Yams have high amounts of what we call uh, progesterone, okay? So these are some of the uh, supplements that herbs that will actually prevent or protect you against osteoporosis. And of course, if women, if you're already osteoporotic, uh, you you will need some form of uh, supplemental uh, calcium, okay? Calcium supplements. But if you're gonna take calcium, make sure you're, you're also taking high amounts of uh, vitamin. Because without vitamin D and vitamin K, you won't be able to absorb the calcium. Okay, so a lot of women, uh, you know, have uh, this idea that if you take calcium, that it will protect you from. Uh, osteoporosis no it's actually vitamin d you have to take vitamin d with vitamin k and some magnesium to protect your cell from developing uh, osteoporosis okay so uh uh so going back to uh some herbs with uh estradiol that would help uh, you know uh, help you increase your blocks i mean herbs that would, might block uh, estradiol okay would be um your soy also, what we call phytoestrogen, okay, your green tea, some these are curcumin, this actually blocks uh, if you have too much estradiol or estrogen, okay, so uh, I, uh, one of the things also that I uh, uh, we, we, we see a lot in, in women these days are what we call the polycystic ovarian syndrome or the PCOS, okay, actually PCOS is a is a syndrome wherein women will have very long, okay, very long uh, menstrual cycle, okay. Uh, some of them have uh, developed ovarian cysts. Some of them would have breast cysts. Some of them would even have thyroid issues. So this is very common now, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Again, the reason for polycystic ovarian syndrome is over dominance, too much, uh, what we call estrogen. Okay, so we have to find ways how to block. Uh, the production of uh, estrogen or try to mitigate okay, or adjust the hormone production of uh, progesterone so that there would be a better balance between uh, estrogen and estradiol. One way of uh, doing that would also would, that would be nice if we actually acupuncture. Acupuncture actually helps in uh, a lot of women who have uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay? So as you can see from the background, that's Laguna uh, de Bay. Okay. Uh, so again, for myoma, would you advise? Okay, if you have myoma, 
would be advisable to do an operation. Okay, if you have myoma and it does not cause any issues, okay, then you know surgery is not required. However, in women who have myoma and then every cycle, every menstrual cycle, you develop severe bleeding, okay, then you might have to do some uh, operation to remove the myoma because it's causing too much bleeding. Okay, so I guess the only the, 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 the answer to that if it's causing too much bleeding or it can it's starting to obstruct your uh, what we call your urinary tract or when you're having a hard time peeing, then you might need to have you might need to do something about the way. Okay? But in general actually I don't need okay is PCOS curable. Um I think cure is the wrong term rather than cure as I'd say is PCOS can be reversed. Okay, so that means the ovarian cyst can become smaller. Okay, your cycle menstrual a woman's menstrual cycle can become regular, but of course this takes time. Okay, but actually the reason for PCOS is really it's just there's just too much estrogen in the system, and sadly it's not the estrogen of the women. It's not the you know, women producing estrogen is actually the uh, pesticides or what we call xenoestrogen that's causing too much progesterone in the body. Or we also have what we call heavy metals. So like um, lead, cadmium, arsenic, this can actually mimic or what we call cause uh, your organs to think that, you know, estrogen is... Uh, is in the body so what we call estrogen mimicry so it's trying to mimic the action of estrogen so when that happens then uh, your body starts saying oh estrogen is there i have to do it. i have to follow what estrogen is saying so that's why they develop what we call because it's not because women are producing too much estrogen it could be because of the environment what we call the xenoestrogens right or it could be heavy metal so these are things that you know, are rarely talked about, you know, even doc even some of the doctors are not aware of, you know, these issues. Also, a lot of women with PCOS have big problems with their thyroid. They're not aware of it. But a lot of women have thyroid issues also when they are diagnosed with PCOS. So I think we have to balance that out, not only to balance their hormones, their, you know, sex hormones, but also we have to balance their uh, thyroid hormones, okay? Will PCOS cause problems with being pregnant? Definitely. Because if your cycle is very long, okay, then most likely you will have a hard time um, uh, giving, uh, I mean, becoming pregnant. So that's why I said one way to uh, address this issue actually is uh, to do uh, acupuncture and then uh, we can do some, more, uh, some uh, herbs and supplements to balance out, okay, to try to regulate your hormonal cycle to become um, more regular, okay? But definitely, it is doable, okay? You know, lastly, I think uh, very rarely talked about in, in men is, you know, when, when they develop uh, low testosterone, you know, they, they, they develop severe form of depression. So I think, uh, you know, I feel bad for some of the men because uh, they think you know, if they're depressed, but actually it's just because their hormones is, their testosterone or the male hormones actually uh, are very low. Again, uh, this could be because of uh, not only because the organs producing the testosterone has actually uh, 
Bond kaput, but also the presence of heavy metals. Can you believe that again? These heavy metals. So we have to understand the toxins in the environment are actually the ones that are making us sicker. Okay. So if the heavy metal, if the heavy metals in the hair are too low, do they affect the sex hormones? Okay. Number one. Uh, a little backgrounder on heavy metals. So, what are the heavy metals that are toxic? So, you have your lead, aluminum, arsenic, cadmium, mercury. Okay. So, one way of testing if you have too much of these heavy metals is to check your blood, your urine, or your hair. Okay. So, Miss Laura is asking if your heavy metals in the in the hair is low, does it still affect hormones? The first, I think. In the most important point I want to point out is even if your heavy metals in the hair is low, it doesn't mean that you don't have that problem with regards to that heavy metal. It could still be that heavy metal is in the bone or in the tissues, but it's not showing up in the hair. Okay, so if your hair analysis show you that you have low, uh, let's say mercury, aluminum, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Okay. Most likely, it's deposited somewhere else. Okay, so one way to sure that you really have a heavy metal uh, retention, okay, or accumulation is to actually what we call uh, provocation test, where you take a chelator, okay, so it tries to suck out the heavy metals, and then we check your urine how much of those uh, of those heavy metals are we uh, really affecting our bodies okay so it doesn't mean that if you have low or heavy metals in the hair the heavy metal is not a problem okay so i think we have to make sure of that issue or that fact okay thank you for listening to your holistic health podcast this is dr homer lim now if you do have questions about your health or you would like to request topics for our next podcast, please do message us at our FB page or Instagram at Akesis Holistic Health, or you may visit our website at www.akesisholistic.com. Thank you again, and please do come back for our next episodes.